you ever feel like you're so out there that your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, your spirit, your soul are wide open and available for someone to have an impact on it in a way that could leave you pained or hurt or maybe even a small sliver or opportunity for someone to bring something good into your life by being open and by putting yourself in a position where you are exposing yourself, you're creating vulnerability. Today on What Matters, we're talking vulnerability. So the word vulnerability is typically used in a way to describe that somebody's in a state of emotional sensitivity where their feelings can be impacted by the behavior, the actions, the words or the thoughts that are expressed from one person to another, right? It's like, I tell you how I'm feeling about something and how you respond to that is pretty much a place where I've put myself in being able to be affected by the things that you say back to me or the behavior that you take in response to what it is I tell you. And for most of my life, I've kind of used the word vulnerability to describe the state of openness that I'm in as I express myself in an effort to maybe be understood or to share how I am feeling about something and doing it in a way where I'm trusting that the person who I'm talking to or I am engaging with will care for my feelings or will allow me to feel safe in a way that makes it okay for me to talk about what I'm feeling or how things are affecting me in a particular situation. Well, the events of the past month, two months, uh, in the United States at least, or globally since December when Japan, I mean, uh, China you know, sort of reported the whole coronavirus things, the state of vulnerability has taken on a new complexion to me. Um, I mean, we're in a country where we have 300 million plus people, yet some of us may be feeling more alone than we've ever felt. I mean, I drive around and I see people outdoors and they're exercising and they're taking walks and riding bikes and you know, talking to each other through this new process of social distancing. Yet, simultaneous with that, we're, while we're all here and we're all in each other's lives, we kind of may end up feeling a little bit alone. Um, human touch and human connection is one of the fundamental cornerstones of um, being human, right? I mean, we thrive when we are in touch with other people. It, it gives us a connection that energetically um, heightens and raises our ability to think, to perform, to act. And we engage in activities that actually allow us to fulfill um, you know, certain goals that we may have on a day-to-day basis. Going to the gym, having dinner with friends, meeting up for cocktails, Um, even just playing sports and going out to, um, 
do something like play soccer or coaching your children um, or attending a sporting event. And all of that has been temporarily um, disrupted, um, you know, obviously for good reason, because we're in an unprecedented time in our lives. Yet we're not talking about how our vulnerability is taking on a new shape and is putting us in a position and in a state of having to deal with a new kind of exposure, an emotional exposure that up until this point, as I said, for me, has been more on an emotional level in interpersonal communications with other people, relationships specifically. And, you know, I can't tell you how incredibly satisfying and amazing it feels to hear people ask other people, in many cases, complete strangers, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? That kind of exchange between people on a more globalized level has really shifted the meaning of vulnerability to me. Being vulnerable still exists, right? If uh, I have feelings about something and being able to open and express them um, in, a, in a really transparent way is a very powerful and empowered place to be. And to do that as a part of a process of being able to be understood helps draw us closer to other people. And when you talk about vulnerability in, a, in its most intimate forms, you're talking about vulnerability of letting people into, you, into your life and into your heart and into your spirit. And this has been such an incredible way of being um, human, it, to be able to know that there are people out there who may need you to ask whether or not they're okay or for you to ask them if they're okay and if there's anything that they need. And complete strangers who don't really have a history with each other to be put in a position of being able to say, hey, you know, I'm really scared and to not have any invested interest in sort of the outcome of that conversation. It's just a, a place to be able to talk to each other and to, you know, check in and make sure that we're feeling okay and we're feeling safe and we're feeling grounded is a, a paradigm shift that is, I'm going to say, a positive outcome of all of these things that are happening in our world today. And I've personally experienced, so, you know, Clearly, my health is important to me, and it does feel scary to, you know, be sitting at home, practicing social distancing, being really vigilant about hygiene, washing hands, not putting my hands in my on my face, up my nose, in my eyes, in my mouth, etc. Because um, I don't want to get sick, right? But there's a there's obviously. Uh, going to be moments where no matter what precautions I take, there's an unknown of, you know, whether or not I can contract a virus and become sick and what's that end up looking like. And so there's no one that can give us complete reassurance that nothing's going to happen or that we'll be okay. 
we have to kind of play to the statistics and say, you know, out of 100 people, 80 are going to be fine. And out of the remaining 20, 5% are going to not be so great. And the remaining 95% of those 20 are going to have a challenge, but they're going to be okay too. And having zero uh, ideas to, you know, whether you fall in the 80% bucket or the 20% bucket is an opportunity for despair to set in and for fear to kind of creep in and to raise the level of energy that attaches itself to anxiety. And being able to talk about that just openly here on the microphone in this podcast is also... Uh, an expression of vulnerability. Um, I don't need anyone to do anything for me. Uh, I just need to be heard and to be able to feel like the way that I'm experiencing this situation gives me an outlet to be able to be open. Um, I'm incredibly hopeful. I'm very positive. I do things that are for my benefit. I'm exercising. I'm eating right. I'm staying away from processed foods. I'm getting proper amounts of sleep. I'm meditating, I'm staying grounded. And I hope that you are doing the same thing. And I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable on different levels that I've ever been before. And I know that many of you who are listening may be feeling the same way too. And so I am here opening up a channel of conversation and a pathway for you to be able to reach out and to share with me if you want um, your feelings of vulnerability and to know that I am here because I care and I want to know how you're doing and if there's anything I can do to support you in this process, to be leading with compassion, to be leading in a way where I don't feel like you asking or any of us asking anything of each other means that we need something. We just are being open and exposed and raw in where we are right now. And when I set out to do this podcast, which I've kind of been sitting on for a while, trying to think, what do I really want to talk about next? I want to be very purposeful and I want to have an intention of talking about something that I feel can connect us in a way that allows us to build on the relationship, to build on what we bring to each other, to build on what we can take to the outside world in a process of trying to make the world a better place. And a friend of mine, uh, Leah, actually, hey, Leah, um, suggested the idea that I talk about vulnerability. And initially, when that suggestion was made, my head went to the place where we began talking at the beginning of this podcast, which is, you know, let's talk about vulnerability in terms of emotion, about relationships, about, you know, whether it's a partner, whether it's about a child, whether it's about mother-parent, a parent relationship, whether it's about a colleague, and all of those things, you know, kind of lead us to being able to talk about our vulnerability in, um, in kind of compartmentalized ways. And then all this stuff started to happen. And the idea of vulnerability grew to an even larger place. And as I began to think about and to look at what true vulnerability means for me, and being vulnerable for me has now become the state of being completely open, transparent, and, um, and 
willing to expose a deep sense of myself and who I am and what I'm about in a way that frees me from the fear that may come from what anyone may say or think about me. Because I've come to realize, and I hope that maybe after listening to this podcast, you share this sentiment, it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks or says. What we've come to learn in the course of the past several days and a few weeks is that we are all on a level playing field, that it took this microscopic, you know, organism to bring the world to a place of realizing that we are all equal and equally affected by the threat of being put in a position where we may be feeling harm. And that level of awareness has brought me to really kind of finding peace and calm in my ability to look at how I integrate into the world at large and how I exchange my thoughts and my behavior and my actions towards other people. Listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, It's not a perfect process. I fall in and out of that practice frequently, Um, but I don't judge myself when I do. Um, I become aware of how I may be and I make the adjustment and I bring myself back to that place of compassion so that I can maintain my presence and being able to stand in support of you and everyone else that I come into contact with in a way that allows them to feel that they too can be open. I mean, uh, not that I want to call it out, but uh, you know, I'm a boy from New York who once in a while you know, stands on his hind legs and goes, hey, you, know, you want to mess with me? Um, and that's okay, you know, I mean, we're allowed to be that, and it doesn't mean anything uh, in the long term. In that moment, I'm being that guy, and I am also in that moment simultaneously the guy who cares and loves and can show compassion, and I want to hold that practice, which brings me to this amazing place of talking about vulnerability. I... um I was really loving the the uh, practice of yoga. I was going two, three times a week, and invariably, every time I went to a yoga session, I would walk out with some real clarity about what my purpose was and what I'm going to be doing in order to fulfill that and what actions I can take to uh, support the the intentions that I've set in the yoga practice. And... Now it seems like every moment of every day I've got an opportunity to think about what my intentions and my purpose are. In a weird way, the the world has become my yoga studio because every minute and every second of every day I'm thinking about what purpose am I serving? What am I doing to help other people and to be in support of other people who are seeking to be open and to share their heart in a way that allows them to feel that they can be okay in whatever state they are in emotionally. And that's where this vulnerability becomes so powerful, to know that you can be afraid, that you can be hopeful, that you can be sad, that you can be happy, that you can be confused, that you can be uncertain, that you can be whatever it is that is coming up for you, and know that we're all here. 
to support each other and to help to say and to tell each other that it's okay to be feeling these ways and that it's safe to actually be feeling that way because nothing is going to happen in terms of our judging you or liking you or turning our back, the complete opposite. We're turning towards and into each other in unprecedented ways, and it's become such a beautiful thing. Just reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. Reach out to someone who maybe, you know, you didn't leave on such great terms and ask them how they're doing. Ask them to be vulnerable with you in a way that allows them to know that it's safe for them to express themselves. And don't take it personally. You know, this is not about you. It's not about me. This is about us. And the beauty of it is that as this unfolds and we start moving towards getting back to that, quote, normal end quote, place that we were before, let's carry that. Let's really set the intention to talk about each other's feelings in a way that doesn't carry with it any judgment or doesn't carry with it any potential of emotional harm to other people. Because at its base core, all any of us want to know is that we're okay and that we're loved. And I know a lot of people are feeling extremely vulnerable financially. Um, You know, businesses are shutting down temporarily. Jobs are being lost. There's uncertainty with respect to our financial future at this very minute. I mean, we were riding high on the hog. The economy was pumping. The stock market was rising. Money was flowing. Interest rates were low. And we were fulfilling, you know, a lot of our material desires in a way that's been easier than in a very long time. And, you know, then it took Mother Nature's intercession to, uh, interceding rather, um, to kind of slow it down and to say, hey, hang on, wait a second, people, while you're out there buying your new Teslas and homes and building your guest houses on your property that you haven't had or thinking about the pool you want to install or getting yourself that new outfit, taking that vacation. Uh, Here's a powerful little reminder that at the end of the day, you got no control over what's going to happen out there in Mother Nature world. And so that level of vulnerability, sorry, I digress. That level of vulnerability that comes with the financial piece is an incredibly powerful one because a lot of people attach meaning and value to finance, right? So it's like if I'm not making X amount of dollars, then I'm, you know, not worth something. If I'm not successful financially, then I'm, you know, not 100% complete. Those are all false statements. You can think that. That's a story you can tell yourself. You can tell yourself that... um, You know, if you don't live in a 4,000-square-foot home in an expensive neighborhood in the suburbs of Los Angeles or New York or Chicago or wherever, that you're, you know, not a complete person. And I'm here to submit to you that that's absolute bullshit. And buying into that is just a form of basically playing into your vulnerability um, in a way that is looking to shield the pain and looking to mask the hurt that comes from you looking at yourself and accepting yourself for who you are. And so 
as the financial picture continues to unfold, there's an opportunity for us to really look at and see that we are not defined by the amount of money that we make or how much we have in the bank or the cars we drive or the houses we live in. No. What we're defined by is who we are as human beings and our acts of compassion towards one another. And I understand it's difficult and it's a struggle to not have money and that there's a lot of fear and vulnerability that comes with not knowing how you're going to pay your mortgage or put food on the table or pay for your electricity bill. And all those things are real. Those things could materialize for anyone that's listening. And it's... um, it's tough to be in that spot, and I understand how difficult that is. And look at the vulnerability that comes with that, right? And say, what does it mean? What's happening here when I think about not being able to make money? So at the basic human level, of course, you need to survive. So you need water and food and shelter. And those things, um, when they're threatened, can generate a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety in people. And we, you need to address that, obviously. And there are resources, right? So if you're listening to this, chances of you ending up in a position where you can't take care of yourself, at least at its basic human level, is extraordinarily low. There are things like unemployment and there are you know, government assistance that's beginning to trickle in from the package that's being passed by the administration. And you have to just hold on to this notion that you're going to be okay. You're always going to be okay. You are okay. And um, it may look different than it has in the past, but you are okay. We are all okay. Um, A bill may get paid late. You're going to be okay. You may, you know, have to make a ham sandwich instead of going out for dinner, but you're going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. And so um, the takeaway on the financial piece is that when you're going through these emotions and you're thinking about, you know, sort of the resource of money, money, by the way, is just a complete concept. It, you know, it exists in physical form because someone took an idea and materialized it, right? So like, hey, we need something that we can create as a system for being able to exchange goods, right? So I want to buy a chair. You made the chair. I want to, I'm going to give you something that has a value to you in exchange for being able to obtain that chair. So I give you, you know, currency. Thousands of years ago, it was a loaf of bread or it was a cow or a mule or a goat or a yak. I don't know, whatever, you know, might, they might have even traded in stone, um, precious metals, most probably. But money is a concept that has taken a physical form in society, and it's abundantly available to you. It is not scarce and being held from you. It is currently in another place, and it is up to us individually to acknowledge the fear that may come with not having as much of this physical product as possible, but that we have the capacity and the ability to rise to the level of action where we can go out and obtain it. there's, There's no zero in the world in terms of the value of money. It it is a it is a uh, mercurial thing in times like this where it goes the value of it goes up and down 
but it still exists and you still have the capability and the capacity of going out and getting it. You just have to be innovative and you have to do things differently and you have to be open to the idea of doing it in a way that looks different than you've done it in the past. Sure. You got up every morning, you got yourself in a car, you drove yourself to work, work looked like whatever work looked like to you. You went home at the end of the week or at the end of two weeks, you got paid for it. So if that's been taken in another direction, notice what I just said. If it's been taken in another direction, as opposed to having stated it another way, then you either go in a direction to follow it or you go in a direction to find it. And it is completely possible. Uh, it is not a finite amount. There's actually an infinite amount of money in the universe. Say that again. There is an infinite amount of money in the universe. You can try to have it all. You probably can't because there are several million people who are also seeking to uh, go get it. And quite frankly, from a just intellectual perspective, it's impossible to obtain all of an infinite amount. So for those of you who are saying, they're saying, oh, wait, how can you get all of that infinite amount? I got you. Okay, we can move on from there. So it's going to look different how you obtain money and how you um, actually do the th- do things to materialize money into your life. And so it's not, right now is not the time to talk about and to sit dwelling on how it's not going to happen or how you don't have it. Right now is the time to think about and to talk about what are you going to do to go in the direction of where money exists so that you can bring it into your life. And part of that process is just opening yourself up and being able to understand and accept that you can attract that, right? Because you're worth it and that you are um, capable of having it. And we've spoken about this in the past. What you hold in your mind, you can hold in your hand. So if you want $100, you can create $100. And taking action to support that intention and that purpose is where you get to put yourself into motion in order for that to occur. So um, it's an interesting time that we're all in. And the level of vulnerability um, is being shared. I don't think it's higher than it's been in the past. I just think it's open and it's out there and it's being shared um, in an open way that allows us all to be able to connect through vulnerability. So uh, my wish for you is to be able to remain open to expressing yourself about the things that make you feel exposed and to also simultaneously remain open in your heart to allowing people to bring into you their feelings and their notion of vulnerability and for each of us to stand in support of each other in a way that allows us to feel that we matter and that we're okay. And it starts with us feeling that way about ourselves first and foremost. You're okay. Things are okay. Everything's going to be okay. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Cherish yourself in a way that allows you to feel that not only are you amazing and extraordinary, but you're amazing and extraordinary in ways that 
yield amazing and extraordinary results in everything that you do in your life because you're amazing and you're extraordinary. Have a great day. I hope everybody's doing fantastic. I'm here if you need me. You can go to robertfluted.com, schedule time to talk. I'm available. Um, financial resources are not an issue. Um, if you check out my webpage, it could be for as little as 50 cents. Um, I put a value on the exchange of energy of money, but I don't put a value on the amount of money to be a part of your life. So with that, love you. Have a great day.